Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And as promised in the daily financial news this morning, I wanted to tackle a question that was on a very recent Bigger Pockets episode. Uh, I believe the title of the episode is, Is Cash Flow Obsession Blocking Your Wealth Building? The thumbnail says, Is Cash Flow Worth Chasing? Uh, this is an interview done by David Green. Uh, who is a Silicon Valley resident, um, real estate investor, real estate broker, uh, been in the Bay Area a long time, and actually been interviewed on this channel. Uh, so I have spoken with David uh, a couple of times. What I'm going to do here is I'm actually going to tackle this very critical topic in two pieces. One, the video you are watching now, is I am going to repeat the question that David was asked and give you my thoughts. And they are probably going to be, no, I can say they will be very different than perhaps what you heard David say. And then second, I will be doing a second live stream on the broader topic of cash flow versus equity. I don't want to merge the two topics. I want to give the question at hand its due, uh, partly because the person who asked it is actually a course member. So again, this episode is the exact question that David Green was asked. So first, let me read it to you so you can uh, see that it is the same question. So here we go. My husband and I started buying single family homes out of state two years ago. Our goal is to retire in the next five years, replace two six-figure salaries, and also build equity. We are following a rather conservative, slow pace, and passive strategy. We are using our own savings for 25 to 30% down payments and repairs and use conventional mortgages. Average cash flow is about $300 per door. ROI is 5%. After two years of experimenting and learning, I, I now realize that we can't achieve our goal with this strategy. My question is, what should we do differently to increase ROI, but still remain conservative enough? I chose A and B plus properties because of higher rents and better tenants, less headaches and better appreciation. Rather than owning four doors with $100 cash flow each, I prefer to own I prefer one door with $400 cash flow. So that was the same question David Green was asked. Um, I have so many notes. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the goal of replacing two six-figure incomes is something that I can appreciate. Uh, it is something that I write about in this book, One Rental at a Time. Uh, as you will see in that book, we didn't do it in seven years. 
six if you've ever paid played Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game, I challenge you to have all parties playing it be doctors or lawyers. It is very hard to build up a cash flow stream. It just takes a long time. It is far easier to get out of the rat race with lower income. It's it's just how it works. So our story is one of about 11 years, maybe 12, not seven. So again, replacing two six-figure incomes, you know, simple math says that's $20,000 a month. That's a big number. Now, it's possible that you can live on less, but that's not in this question. So first, I want want you all to know that Olivia and I have done this. It's hard. It takes time. Second, and perhaps the most important thing, and again, I only can say this because I've done it. Uh, David Green, I don't believe, talked about this. You often have heard me say that time in the market is better than time in the market. This is a great example of that, and let me tell you why. It sounds like this, um, the person who asked the question, is is doing linear, linear math, basically saying, hey, we bought five single-family homes. They're 300 bucks a month. That's that's $1,500. It's going to take us forever to get to $20,000. That is linear math. What I mean by it's time in the market is at some point, for me, it was around year four. For others, it might be year five. You start to get exponential. What do I mean by that? Again, I write about it in the book. What did we do? We spent the first three or four years buying houses, one at a time, much like this question. Then we also did cash out refinance. What we did is we reused our deposits. One of the things I would suggest is look at the portfolio you have now. I'm guessing rents are up, values are up. Maybe you can go back and get capital you've already used and use it again. That gets exciting. I reused that first $20,000 on Norris Drive, which I tell you about all the time, four or five times. Real estate is not linear or it doesn't have to be. Time in the market allows you to explode exponential growth, but it doesn't happen in two years most of the time. But again, I would ask you to look at that. So again, time in the market and the ability to recycle capital is awesome. And that is something I do not believe David talked about. Recycling capital, never, ever create an alligator. Remember, that's rule number one, no negative cash flow. Number number three, it should not be a shock to anyone if you've ever played Monopoly that class A properties are not the best cash flow. If your personality, if your choice, if your desire is to play pay, buy class A, there is nothing wrong with that. But don't say you want to buy class A and get class C yields. It doesn't work that way. If your strategy is to buy class A, 
then as I tell you all the time, set up your buy box, go learn average. What I would ask you to do in this question is, same question I'd ask anyone, what is average? If average in your market based on this question is 5%, I want you to bust your butt, work really, really hard and find 7 or 8% yields in class A. I don't judge anyone's buy box. I just don't want you to do average. Anybody can buy an average deal. Don't buy average. It takes work. Um, so that's that. So now some math, right? Because again, I have the luxury of seeing this question. I don't know if David saw the question or if it was read to him. So again, this is what I've done. So again, this is a six, two six-figure income. So they bought five properties. Uh, it um, 300 bucks each. That's times 12. That's $18,000. They are now have positive cash flow of $18,000. They told us the ROI is 5%. So assuming that is correct, that means their down payment's been about $360,000. So they have deployed $360,000 to earn 18 grand. That's a 5% yield. Again, I don't know if that's bad or good. I don't know your market. You need to tell us. If average is 5%, then that's not good. If average is 3%, then that's great. Now they also tell us the down payment of between 25 and 30%. So I split the difference at 27.5%. That means they are controlling roughly $1.3 million in property with cash flow. And they've been doing this for two years. I don't know what state, don't know which area. But I have to assume that their purchase of $1.3 million in property is probably worth between $1.5 and $1.6 million today. So roughly speaking, they have $18,000 in cash flow and they have had equity build of nothing less than $200,000. That is not covered here as well. So the other thing I did is I wanted to do the math and I assumed a yield of 10%. Because this is linear math. This is what I think David was talking about, not appreciating recycling capital, cash out refi, 1031 exchange. Folks, when you're in the market and you're paying attention and doing the work, you can do amazing things. But it takes four years, five years. It's not two. So what I did is I said, okay, you want to replace six-figure income. I assume 10000 a month times two. There's two of you. That's $240,000. I assumed if you could find a way to earn 10%, not 5, 10%, that means you need to put down $2.4 million. Linear math says that's really hard to do. That is why you get folks like David Green saying this doesn't work, buy something bigger, more expensive, take more risks, go, go buy something in San Jose, California, which will give you wild appreciation. I think that is certainly and and that's certainly advice i don't know the situation and would not pretend to tell if it's good advice it might be but i don't know but again linear math says $240,000 in cash flow comes from down 2.4 million dollars not many people can do that again 2.4 million dollars at 27 and a half percent um down payments means you're controlling 8.7 million dollars in real estate. 
That's a lot of real estate. So again, there's a lot of things to think about here for this individual. One, I strongly suggest you don't do linear math. What I see this um, individual writing is they're being frustrated. They're in the game for two years. They got five houses. It's only $1,500 a month. It doesn't move the needle. I have told you endlessly, the first five years are slow. I lived it. I freaking wrote about it for heaven's sakes. But then you will have the ability to recycle capital. You can recycle capital with cash out refinances. You can recycle capital with 1031 exchanges. I'm not telling you that your market's bad. In fact, nowhere in your question do I even know what market you're in. It could be great. I don't know. But I do think you're rushing it. You're looking at two years. You're going, hey, if I continue at this rate, the linear math doesn't work. Again, time in the market beats timing. You will have the ability to recycle capital. And as you recycle capital, you can use it over and over and over and over again. It gets easier. The pile grows bigger. Second, it seems like you're frustrated and you want to dump your area. Again, I don't know. I, I, there are so many other questions that aren't in here that that's impossible for me to say. I do want to sort of highlight that um, going to an expensive market like San Jose, California, and buying a 800, a million or whatever is property, breaking even on cash flow and hoping for appreciation, I do not particularly like that advice. Again, I have replaced two six-figure incomes. I have also seen people worth $10 million go broke because they had negative cash flow. I think in this environment with asset inflation, that betting on more appreciation is foolish or foolhardy. It might work, but it's not something that I want to stake my reputation on. I believe you have to be able to hold through any cycle. That is why I talk about 30-year debt. That's why I don't talk about adjustable rate mortgages. That is why I talk about positive cash flow and not alligators. If you can't hold through any cycle, I don't like that idea. And I've been living in the Bay Area for 50 years. The Bay Area is not always roses and unicorns. In fact, we have had negative population growth. We have had more and more VC money go to other places. I think I reported last week the VC money is down 30%. It is going to Texas and Nashville and Florida. Folks, there is a chance that the Bay Area in 10 years is not the gargantuanly expensive market. It might come in. Who knows? So what else do I have? I have so many notes on this. Again, your strategy in your note, class A, less headaches. You can't have class A, less headaches and the best yields. That is something you need to get comfortable with. If you want higher yields, you need to potentially have more headaches. I'm not judging good or bad. I'm just saying you can't have both. What else? Again, time in the market, year four or five. Uh, replacing two six-figure incomes, I only have my example. It took us 11 or 12 years. Doing it in six or seven is hard. 
Um, another thing to realize that really expedited our growth was the ability to leverage private money. But we did that at the bottom of the market. It's not something to do with the top of the market. Um, right? It allowed us to buy a lot, 10, 11, 12. So again, I don't like the idea of, there's a talk track that says, hey, you got a great job, you make a lot of money, go buy break even, or heaven forbid, take a risk and go negative. There's a gentleman in my book. I write about it. He was an executive in my organization, multiple levels above me, made tons of more money than me. He bought multiple properties. I think it was in New Orleans, Louisiana, because of... Um, I don't know, after Katrina, there was some kind of special depreciation or something that happened. He bought all these new homes, lost money on cash flow every month. The market turned, the Great Recession. This executive lost multiple homes because cash flow wasn't there. Cash flow allows you to hold. Cash flow allows you to survive any cycle. We have had amazing appreciation the last couple of years. It is foolish, if not darn right stupid, to plan for more appreciation like that. Appreciation is the bonus, not the ice cream. It's the whipped cream, not the ice cream. I believe David talks about it being reverse. I think that is horrible advice. The dot-com crash could happen again. People in the Silicon Valley make six figures and get jobs really easy. I remember a time where PhDs and computer scientists were begging for jobs. It could happen. If you have negative cash flow assets in the Bay Area that go down in value, you will learn what a strategic default is. So again, I've had the luxury of sitting on this question for a day. I don't believe David Green had the opportunity to really think about this. I have all kinds of notes that I've created, so I don't think he had the opportunity. Again, I think betting on appreciation or equity is should not be your primary strategy. If you don't have the cash flow to hold the building through any cycle, bad things might happen. To say that buying in San Jose is better than other markets without knowing the other market is something I would never do. Um, yeah, so again, biggest questions I have because the individual is in my courses. I'm guessing you have had some appreciation in the last two years. Most of the country has. I'm sure you have. What have you seen? Uh, again, don't think about linear math. Think about how you recycle capital. Because if you get to say, let's say you get to eight homes by year four or five, what will happen is your next eight will come much, much, much faster. In my book, I talk about affordability because one of the things that, again, I did as someone who replaced two six-figure incomes is housing sometimes gets too expensive. And the Bay Area might be too expensive today, something called the affordability index. When my market got stupid, I sold every house. So I am not one to sit here and say, hold forever. No, if somebody wants to overpay, I will sell. And then what we did instead of taking the gain is we 1031 into apartments. We, we write about going from eight to 80 in this book. Sometimes I can find the page really quick, which maybe is not today. Oh, uh, yeah, page 43. I write about 
how one house became five units, house two and three became seven, four and five became 10, and how a duplex became 10 units. So again, don't do linear math. It does, time in the market provides you opportunities. Um, you know, you're at class A, you're gonna have a lower yield. Look at the Monopoly board. Boardwalk and Park Place don't have the best yields. But again, congratulations, you got started. You took your shot. Now it's time to look at your strategy. What do you wanna do? I do think it's foolish to, without color, because we don't we don't know where this person is to say, hey, come come invest in San Jose with me. I can help you. I think that's a little real estate brokerish. I don't have any skin in the game, so that might work, but that doesn't feel right to me. So, folks, this is my answer to this question. I'm going to shut this down, pause for a couple of minutes, then I'm going to do a bigger conversation on cash flow versus equity. Just generally speaking, I think that will be an interesting conversation as well. So again, folks, if you like this content, you like these lives, like, subscribe, ask questions. One rental at a time is for you. If you like this video, please share it. We need to get one rental out uh, time growing. Uh, the subscriber growth has been very slow recently. So please like, subscribe, share, uh, help us grow. We want to help a million people close deals. So uh, I need your help. Take care. Bye-bye.